okay. Now we're all aware, right? Actually asks us if we want to continue or leave. When you when you press on recording, it asks us if we want to leave or continue. Oh really? Okay, that, that's more more. Uh, <laughs> okay, so everybody is uh, willingly continuing, <laughs> right? Consenting, consenting to that. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. So after all this, after he's talking about the comparing, comparing again between, between the prophets and between the law and between the angels, you see that, uh, that, uh, that the beginning of chapter two, as if St. Paul is taking a side note, right? Like, okay, if we all know this, how can we forget and be careful? And then as of verse five, he continues again, he's, previous argument, right? So previous point again. So as if two to four is just like a side note that his own thoughts, like, okay, if we if we are talking about Christ as the chief, as higher, as better than everybody, hey, take a note of this. Where are we at with this? And then as of five, he continues the same arguments again and the same point, which is uh, the point of, of comparing Christ to the angels. So verse five, it says, for it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you, are, that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. And then finally, uh, just to read one more verse, for it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering, perfect through suffering. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a very very deep text also and, and passage and uh, and has lots of uh, of uh, of uh, insights for it. Thomas Hawari. What do you think? I want to hear from you again. So he's he's he started chapter one by the word of God that was spoken to us through different people, different ages, different things, and now he is speaking to us through his son. And that son is higher, and that what he's what he's seeing is much much better than what was before. And then now, if you all know this, how are we responding to this? And then takes it to this passage again uh, from five to ten in in chapter two, which is again brings our attention to what is the focal point of of this passage here. What do you think? Christ. Christ? Yeah. In, in what way? Like he's talking about the son of man and how everything is subjected to him by God. Okay, that's a very good point. I'm glad you, you pointed this out, Doreen, because when he talks about man and son of man, who is he talking about? Christ. Us. Basically us. Oh, you know, even Christ. if you, this is part of, this is part of, of Psalm 8. And if you look at Psalm 8, actually, let's read Psalm 8 together, because that will give us an idea again. Here, just follow the, 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 the mindset of St. Of, of Paul, as we believe he's the author of Hebrews, uh, in, in, in so far. That he's talking about, about people who are and going to be under persecution, under stress, in order that they will leave God, leave Christ, leave their faith. So he's telling them that this is the only one. Right? This is the only one. And this is through him, there is no other salvation. There is no other way of salvation. And in order to make this more, more clear, now he's getting the point of, he talked about, about Christ, about him, as, as we said before, that he is the image and he's the, the print of the father. Now he is, he is pointing and, and shedding the light on, on us. Why, why did he do that? And what is man? What is man? So when, when, when he is reciting Psalm 8, he's actually reciting 
the 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 glory that God gave man, right? And we'll 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 see exactly what does it mean by using the two phrases, man and the son of man. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of go through this and try to understand what that is. But I want I want to to maybe uh, read Psalm eight together first of all, uh, the beginning of it, and see exactly where is this from from that whole uh, argument that he is that he is uh, presenting here. So Psalm eight, first of all, O Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of the babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes, to still the enemy and the, and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you, are, you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. One of the beautiful, beautiful uh, psalms. What is the focus of this psalm again? And why is this related to what St. Paul is trying to to bring you. What do you think? Can I pick your mind and, and, and see what uh, what's the relationship? Again, when, when, when you read Psalm 8 like that, what, what, what's the focal point of Psalm 8? God's relationship with man and his care for man. Okay. Which is what? Based on Psalm 8. What did he do? subjected everything so i take my first um answer back it's not christ i think it's not christ exactly it's not Christ. so this is again the 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 the, the problem of taking things out of context right because right away when you hear son of man okay this is prophecy about christ right away but actually it's not in this in this particular text it is not right he's saying that 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 he's he's David, in one of those nights, as he's he's uh, in the in the in the wilderness with his sheep, and he's looking up to the sky and see all the the the, the stars and the, the 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 beauty and everything, and he starts to just he's he's overwhelmed with the love and with the creation and with everything, and he starts to put this song together, the beautiful song, like how majestic is your is your name, and you've done everything right, and it's all done with your fingers, right. And he relates this to, again, like what I am, who I am, what is man in relationship to all this beauty and all this wonder. Right? And again, the, the question is, how is that, what is he trying to, what, what, why St. Paul specifically used this reference and, and referencing what he's trying to prove from the beginning with, with that particular song? Why is that? Pick up Elizabeth so can, oh, sorry. Yes. Um, kind of a, uh, it's almost a reflection on Psalm 8, sort of, kind of teasing out, okay, you know, we remember how David reflected on humanity and, you know, his place. And it, it makes sense, right? Like um, Adam and Eve, you know, have dominion, you know, care for all creatures and things like that. Um, subjecting all things under their feet, mm. but then where do we where do we put Christ That's within that? And so then, then he's saying, you know, we see it's actually everything isn't in subjection to exactly. To Adam and Eve. It's we got Jesus who came and he's made lower and crowned with glory and honor because suffering and death, so that so that um, we don't taste that because he tasted it for us. So it's almost like a sort of a rectification of Adam and Eve having dominion and then kind of losing, losing that and what he's doing in order to bring this back again. Yeah. Exactly, that, that's beautiful. 
uh, Elizabeth, again, the, the whole point of the need, again, what, what, again, these people are trying to say, okay, we don't need God anymore. We're going to go back to our own tradition, our own beliefs in order to, to, to live that life. Which is, again, for us, it is very, very, very relevant also because a lot of times, like, okay, like we, we believe in God, we believe in what he has done and everything, but I have my own way to reach that salvation if I even want it, right? So he's bringing back again the, the, the origin. What is the purpose? And again, when I was reading this, I just kind of like stopped at that, at, that, at that verse. What is man? What is man? And if you, if you put that question now, what is man in, in, in relationship to that whole story of the salvation and in the whole story of what are we right now, right? And, and a lot of times you, you have that, you know, that, that, that question is like, what really brings value to man, right? Like in a way, that's what he's trying to say. What is man? Like, what's, what's, what's the value of man, right? And when, when, when David looked at all the beauty of the creation and the stars and the galaxies and this and that, he really realized how valuable man is. Like, what is man that you actually put him over this and gave him all those things? But then come the question now, if, if we are so valuable like this, right? And looking at our status right now, right? Do we really still realize, not only realize, are we really living that, that status that he had, that we're supposed to be, that we are really valuable or not, right? So maybe the other question that we're, we, can, we can kind of throw on the table here for discussion is what makes me valuable? What makes me valuable, right? Again, what, what, what St. Paul is trying to say is you are very valuable, right? And also because of that, because of that, God made himself in our image because that's how valuable we are, right? To bring us back again to where we're supposed to be, to have dominion over everything else. So how can you refuse that? So the question again now is what, what makes me valuable? What do you think? I was actually watching, uh, since nobody wants to add anything, I was watching one of the, of the episodes of the Chosen the other day. Uh, and and uh, I think it was the third episode, I can't remember. Uh, beautiful uh, discussion between Matthew and uh, Philip. And, and I don't know if you remember if anybody saw this or not, but, but one thing that really caught my attention that Philip is telling Matthew that uh, we always identify ourselves based on our past. Right? <laughs> and imagine again, if you're walking into any place or you're even trying to introduce yourself to somebody that you never seen before, all what comes to your mind is what? What I've been doing, right? Whether that is good or bad or adding more anxiety, adding more uh, uh, trauma, may I say, but, uh, but what really makes us or identify ourselves is our past which is always, you know, most cases, not the, the prettiest <laughs> scenario that you want to share or even want to remember, right? I, uh, it reminds me about uh, identity. Identity, yes, exactly, yes, yes. I was looking back at Genesis 1, mm. where it says, you know, God created humankind in his image. And so then I guess what would matter what makes us so valuable is that we carry the image of God. God. Good. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. That's from, from, from Genesis, from the beginning. And also, that is a very, very, very orthodox mindset. Why I'm saying, why I'm saying that, that's a very orthodox mindset. Because the, 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 the mindset of the church and of the fathers that we're always, always, always what? Trying to get, to get actually to that image, right? To that image. So there is always, even as the church say that even in heaven, there is always, if I may say, uh, uh, moving towards something that is 
that is the fullness, because that's what St. Paul said, that right, we, towards the fullness of Christ, right? Is there, is there a limit to that fullness? There is no limit. So there is always, that means that we're always what? We're never, we're never, and don't take me wrong when I say that we're never good, right? Because there is always better. <laughs> and that's what he's trying to say here, that Christ is above everything is above everything. So that makes us always, again, looking at ourselves and going back against the question of how can we really identify ourselves and what makes us valuable is what we want to be, not where we at. Does it make difference? Does it make sense or not? What really makes me valuable is what I want to be in Christ, not what I was before away from Christ. <laughs> Right? And that's exactly the, 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 the problem of, of, again, of Adam and Eve, right? They were created, again, they, they, they were given all the authority, right? To do everything. But what made them lose that status? Because they, they sinned, they disconnected. So all the the authority that they had, all the, 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 the privilege that they had was actually lost, right? So what, again, what, what, what St. Paul is trying to do in this, in this passage here, he's actually trying again to say that there is no other way than Christ because he is the one who took the same humanity in order to bring that humanity back again to where it's supposed to be. So again, Going back to the question, what makes me valuable is that he took my nature. Nothing else. Nothing else. Now, how, how does that fit into, into what we struggle with? Whether with self-worth or, or our past or our anxiety from the future or who we are or whatever. How does that fit into, the, into, into that equation. I think I, I think I'm a little lost. Can you clarify what you meant that because Christ put on flesh and that's what makes me valuable versus like the idea that we carry God's image in us? Okay. So, so Elizabeth, again, if you're not uh, hearing that what, what the, the clarification between that what makes us valuable that Christ took our nature versus that we were created on his image, right? Because once we were created on his, on his image, that, that, that icon was what? Distorted, spoiled, right? Corrupted. So in order to bring that back again, he had to take our nature. Right? And that's why here later on, he talks that he is the one, uh, the, 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 the brother in the midst of the church. So, so in, in, in verse, in verse uh, 11, which I started verse 10, but verse 11 actually brings that meaning. So we're working our way backwards in order to understand what he wants to say. Look at, 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 uh, at uh, verse 11 in, in, in chapter 2 where it talks about, um, where is it at? For the one who sanctifies and preserves and guards all of mankind. Yes. It's the other tab of one. Say again, Nadrin. It's the other tab. This is some. Oh, okay. I see. But I can't get my eye that tab. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. A little bit challenged here. Uh, there it is. So verse 11 says, for he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That, I, that is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers. So here again, see the value and the shame. That's what I'm trying to, to point out, right? What brings that value and take away the shame that he is one in the midst of the brothers, that we are, we are the same in a way, right? So back again to, to, to what he was pointing at in the beginning of that, which is what is man? What is man? The, 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 the uh, definition of man. The man is, is again that 
and, 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 and you ask yourself again, like what really made God give everything underneath man and give him all the authority for everything? For what reason? <laughs> like, like what really can, can explain, like he created everything and he created, I was just listening about something, you know, like look at, at the galaxies and billions and billions of galaxies and billions of stars and everything was created just like that by his finger. And then he puts man where? On top of everything, everything. Whether we see or we don't see, whether we feel or not, whether we, we, can, we can think about or not. But comes that question again, like why? Why was man so special like this? And sometimes this is again, what St. Paul talks about later on is that mystery. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> but he, what I know that he created everything. And then on the sixth day after everything was good, he created man and said, man is what? Is very good, is very good. How does that relate again to us now as we study this? I think it's very, very important to realize again that our value comes from him. Right, because a lot of times, not finding that value and not really recognizing what value makes us do what all sort of things. Right, when we try to seek our value in people, right, in materialistic things, in in whatever, and then we fail, and then we go down more and more, and then we are distancing ourselves more and more. So again, what what Saint Paul is trying to say here to them that you know what. Don't, because of the pressure that you are going to be under, don't forget that he is the one. And because he is the one, remember that he made you very, very valuable. And because of that, the only way that you can take on and, and bring us back again is to take that same flesh, that same humanity, the same nature, right? And again, those, all those questions were, were raised in, in the first few centuries about heresies right like why couldn't he be an archangel why couldn't he be so and so why can all those questions Athanasius talked about it in his books several times about the reason why God was came in the flesh so we're not just talking about spirituality it's actually the main dogma of the church the main teaching of the church right but understanding the dogma makes, makes us actually understanding the, the relationship itself And that's why here he talks about this, this particular thing and, 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 and bringing, bringing that reference of Psalm 8, which is a beautiful psalm that, again, that, that seeing all the glory and seeing all the, 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 the creation, the, the majesty of God, and knowing that all those things were put under our feet. Right? In a time now that we are struggling to just put our life together, right? And as you were saying in, in, in Colossians, again, that he is the one that he holds everything together. So if he is not in the picture, if he is not the one that is above everything, everything will, will fall apart, will fall apart. So what does that mean to us again, is, is realizing and, 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 and finding again, who we are. That question, what is man? What is man? And, and I think it's, it's that question that a lot of times we really, either we don't think about it or we, 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 we come up with, with different answers, which are totally different than what he's trying to put in the text here, right? And we probably talked about this as when I remember with, with other groups when we were defining and studying identity together, like what makes you who you are, right? You know, the, I remember always, I always, Bring that example one of one of our young adults at that time she goes uh, when i asked that question she goes the couple letters next to your name <laughs> whether it's a md or rth or dds or uh, ed or <laughs> like no no absolutely not with all the respect to everybody but that's that's not who we are that's not who we are so that's that's and, and again not having this very clear makes us again try to get into all those scenarios trying to find our value, trying to find anything, right? But it's, it's very important to understand that, that concept um, that 
based on that, we can really ask the question, what is man? What is man? I was reading something about this and, 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 and somebody put it into, into like a beautiful two lines. A man is a, a distinct being who were made to live in communion with God and another, simply. A dis, distinct being who were made or who was made to live in communion with God and with others, right? And this is, this is what man is. And that's why he put everything under our feet. And the more we, we distance ourselves from him, the more we lose that, that role. Right? And if you're losing that role, then we're losing the identity again of what man is. Going back again to the Psalm again, what man is and what is the son of man in, 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 in the Psalm itself, it's, it's, uh, it's two words describing the same meaning. So, uh, what is man and the son of man? The son of man actually in the original is Ben Adam, which is the son of Adam, Ibn Adam in Arabic, Ben Adam. And, and uh, man is actually, it's, 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 a, it's a word that is used in a different way. I mean, man in, 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 in normal Hebrew biblical is Ish, Ish in Isha. Isha is, is, the, is, the, is the feminine of, of Ish. But here he used that word uh, enosh, which is, there is no single for it. It's always in the plural. And it, it described, you know, fr from it in the Arabic, in the Arabic, uh, ins, which is, again, Bani Adam, son of Adam, right? So it's, it's using two different words for the same, for the same meaning, right? So again, and that's why when, 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 when you look at the Psalm 8, it's not meant to be about the Messiah. Right. The purpose, or also the proof of that, if you look at, at Ezekiel, you know, God several times when he talks to Ezekiel, he goes, listen, son of Adam, right? So it's, it's a word or an expression that is used to actually identify who we are, right? The nature of the creation, right? So not necessarily just because what we used to hear, then a lot of times when we hear Ben Adam, son of Adam, okay, it's a prophecy about Christ, but not necessarily. But here he's saying that actually that he's bringing that, that uh, uh, psalm, which is specifically talks about human being. Human being, right? In two different ways that kind of emphasize the actual meaning, right? Like who is, what is man? Not, is, not who, but what? In, in Hebrew, ma, which is... Uh, uh, Meda in Arabic. What what is man? What is man in order that you put everything under his feet? Right. So I think it's it's. I wanted to to spend the time today in just in this particular particular understanding because a lot of times we we knowing that actually brings everything together. If we know that question, what is man, and know that we have all the love and all the value and all the authority from God that is given to us. And then you look at ourselves and then ask the question, so if that's the case, why are we struggling? Why are we so much down? Why we don't even know the value of who we are? And becomes again, the, 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 the answer is definitely exactly what happened to humanity, right? And defines also what is the purpose of Christ coming. That, that bringing that back again into that to be again over and have that authority again. The problem of that not losing that authority that God, so God gave the authority to Adam and Eve over the whole world. When they lost that authority, where did that authority go to? Or who did it go to? Satan. Satan, right? That's what Christ talks to you about, about the prince of the, of the world and the air, right? So by losing that authority, who took advantage of that? Satan, right? And because of that, you see what you see now, right? 
And that's why, again, in, in the Orthodox faith, that when we say that we, God or Christ came in order to re, 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 restore again, not only restore us, but restore what? The whole world, right? So us as part of the world. And when we are restored, we are will restore with us what? Nature again. And that's why, again, maybe we don't have this very clear, but that's why, again, if you look at the books and we discussed this when we were discussing Peter, that there is a new world that's coming, right? How does it look like? Where? In what area? I have no idea. But, but there is a new, new earth because that restoration, that's what St. Peter talks about, that all the old will be dissolved, all the elements will dissolve, right? Because it's corrupted and then comes waiting for the new earth. Right? New earth and new heaven. Again, what, what is the dynamic of that? Where, how, and what shape? I, I guess I have a question. Yes. My former inner Protestant, I, I'm trying to make the, the distinction between thinking that we are like, that we are like corrupt with sin and that like this world is no good versus like trying to always be making our way back. So like that the efforts that we make here on earth do matter, like to take care of the earth, like to, to you know, to, you know, like, because I know a lot of Protestants say, well, environmental issues don't matter because we're all gonna be taken up in the mm. rapture. Mm. Yes. But I feel like we have a different, feeling about it, right? That that in orthodoxy that we have a commitment to it because right. because it doesn't matter like it, what we do isn't for naught. It'll like like you said it, it like continues in heaven. Right. It goes toward that or something. Is that it, yes. <laughs> Thomas wanna say something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and easy and speak up a little bit so they can an easy way to actually understand what you just said is uh, the human body, right? So the human body, it's something that we are not, uh, I mean, we're not gonna take this body to heaven, okay? So, but we are on earth and we're in our body, we need to eat, we need to take care of ourselves, we need to clean ourselves. So I think we are on earth, we're not planning to carry the earth with us to the new, after the, uh, you know, after the new earth comes, that's not our job. But yes, we need to take care of it, right? Mm -hmm. But there is, um, if the concept of you taking care of your body, if you kind of correlate it with you leaving on earth, you should be able to respect the earth as well. So that's how I see it. So I don't know what you think. It, it's, it's a very good point because again, and, and that's very actually, I'm gonna link it to, 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 to the liturgical service because what we do in the liturgy is what we offer from the earth, right? So the offering that we have, the wheat and the wine is a product of the, of the earth. So that is a way, that's again, it's called a you know, blessing and thanksgiving, right? Why? Because we are still, we, we know that this earth is, is his creation and yes, the, 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 that nature was corrupted, but through Christ, everything was restored again, right? Restored already, not to be restored, right? So, this, but there's still that struggle, right? That's why we know when Paul says, put on the new man and take off the old man, you know, the old man is not fully gone. It's not fully dead, right? Although we say that this is, but we still struggle with the fact that, that, that again, the prince of the world is still trying to capture something. Right? But our job as, 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 as Christian, as we believe from, from the fathers that us being restored will also restore the whole world, right? And that's why, you know, like somebody will ask, like, why are we seeing the litanies of the earth, of the, of the, of the wind and of the, of the rivers during the liturgy, right? Because this is part of what we live and part of God's creation, right? Thank you. It's a beautiful way to think about this again, because you know it's, it's very important to understand again, like why, why, why we look at things from a different perspective, right? It's not just like, okay, everything is gonna go and, and, and no, but we have that role in order to, to restore, right? 
And that's why in, 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 in the midnight praises, for example, we praise, praise God, all heaven, all the water, all the river, and all the sea, and all the things that under the sea, and the whales, and, like, and the snow, and the ice. And the, like, why, why are we bringing this back again, this beautiful psalm again, into the praises? And we're praising God with that. Because, because God is in that, right? And all that creation is praising God. So when you're saying, like, what was will be dissolved and the new earth right. will come in, it's, is it really dissolved or is it more like restored, fully restored? According to, 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 to the scripture and to Peter, for example, that all those elements will dissolve, right? Okay, but the, the work, the journey of, like, respecting our bodies and the earth is, the work is what matters, not really the in the work doesn't matter in, in what it no, was. The work matters. The work matters. But the outcome doesn't necessarily matter because it will change. At one point, everything will change, yeah. right? And that's what St. Paul even says about the body, that the, 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 the corrupted will be uncorrupted, right? In First Corinthians, when he talks about, about, about the resurrection. So, so that that the, the the corrupt has to die in order to come out of it. Okay. So so the, the efforts that you make is what matters. The efforts to stay connected, because again, at the end of the day, what 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 changes, what causes the transformation is what is his work in us, his spirit in us, right? So it's not the effort that I am and I'm willing to 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 restore myself, right? But the effort here comes again from from staying, uh, that, that's exactly what he says, you know, staying, uh, understanding and staying under the work of, of, of that, that uh, salvation of Christ in order to, 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 uh, to accept and to protect and to complete, as St. Paul says, you know, to, you know, complete your salvation in, 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 in fear and trembling. How can I complete my salvation, right? The salvation is done already and completed already. But what does it mean to complete my salvation? Yes, protect, right? And, and allow him to work, allow him to work. Right? Yes, Peter. So Thomas. just um, adding one more thing. Yes. Um, I think uh, it's, it's important to remember what, I, I can't remember the verse right now, but you may, um, when we, Paul was saying that when you plant a seed, right? First, the seed dies, right? And then it grows and becomes what you see, right? So uh, it's also important to also know that there was a, there was a situation in, in Corinthians when Paul was saying, uh, I, I plant and Apollo waters, but neither he who plants or water is important because God is the one that gives the increase, right? So I think when it comes about uh, restoration and everything becoming new is sort of like the plants, right? Mm. So we're not really uh, particularly being destroyed, but that scene in us is being destroyed and we're becoming a new being mm. that God has initially created. Right. Okay, yeah. so I think- Yes. And correct me. That's exactly, let's read this in First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 15, if you, if, you, if you pull it out, because this is exactly very much related to what we're talking about. Then, then the, whole, the whole idea, again, what St. What Paul here is saying in this passage is, is the work of God that will, will change, will transform, right? And knowing that we were given that, we need to work our salvation from now under that understanding and restore again what we have, that we have that authority, we have that, that, that we are, we were, were made, you know, with all the glory and with all, and leading to the glory, as he says here. So in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15, talks about uh, uh, chapter, I mean, verse, um, let's read from verse 20, 22. As in Adam, if somebody can read it. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, then as he is coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, 
when he delivers the kingdom to God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. But he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. Mm. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him. That God may be all in all. Mm. See the parallel between this and between Hebrew? Right? The subjection and that thing is that, that subjection is under Christ. And then there has to be death in order to be glory, right? And that's exactly what, what, what St. Paul is talking about in Hebrews, the same thing, right? How, how can that happen unless, unless how can we get restored again to that situation? He's done it for us, right? And that's why he's trying to stress that on that idea again, that there is no other way of, 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 of living that from now other than through Christ. Same source, exactly. exactly. Right. <clears throat> and even more, he talks about, about, you know, look at 35, for example, verse 35. Let me read it here so that people can uh, online can he hear also. Again, 1 Corinthians 15, 35. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With that kind body will they come? How foolish what you saw does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another. And he goes on and on. And then uh, in verse, in verse uh, 45, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. That's, that's exactly in parallel what we were studying in Hebrews. Exactly. And that's why what, what, what St. Paul is trying to do in Hebrews here is presenting Christ again as the second Adam. Right? What does that mean for us again now? It means that, hey, stay connected. Right? You know, we, we, we need the second Adam every day in order to restore that position that we have. Right? That we were supposed to have authority. We're supposed to have everything that we are in charge, right? And that's why, again, when you look at, at some of the stories of the saints, to be honest with you, then you no know, saint so-and-so was uh, attacked by a lion and he was able to, to talk to the lion and the lion heard him. Well, that's supposed to be the natural, normal <laughs> condition, right? That's exactly what God gave Adam and Eve from the beginning, that he gave them the authority to call animals by its name. So the, the whole idea is that person that we are, we are so kind of amazed of what he or she is doing, actually he is restored back again to this. He got that connection. He got that connection to the point that you know what I can actually have that power again over the beast. Like when we see Malthus was there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mount Athos, and you hear all the stories and how were they able to live with that? And you look at one of the, you know, the church fathers even in, 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 in the desert in Egypt and how they are able to live in the, in the wilderness in the midst of the, of the snakes and the beast. And, right? Brings us back again to actually what, what even the Bible say, says about Christ at the end of the temptation on the mountain. That he was surrounded by by the angels, but also he was with the beasts, right? That's what it says. He was with the beasts in the, in the, in the, in the wilderness, right? And Daniel and the lions, right? So all those things, again, is, is, is a reason for us to actually to long for that restoration again, right? Which is, again, something for us now, not then. And that's why this is, again, the, the very, very orthodox faith, that this is now, right? It's not like we're waiting. Yes, we are waiting, definitely. But we have a glimpse of that. We have a taste of that now, right? And that's why we, we, every time we pray in the Thanksgiving that he gave us the authority to trade on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemies, which actually happened literally with people who were able to 
reach that purity. Over to nature, exactly. Yes. yes. Who of the church fathers, the church saints that, uh, that is well known with that in the Coptic Orthodox Church? Who, anybody know? What? One of the stories of the church saints uh, that, that uh, had power and authority over, over a beast and was, was living with them, no other than uh, St. Moses. Um, the Mary of Egypt. The Mary of Egypt, definitely. Bersum, the, the naked. Bersum al Aryan. Yes, if you heard his story. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I think, uh, maybe 10th century. Some, it's not, not too, not like very, very early. But uh, he wasn't a clergy. He wasn't a bishop. He wasn't anything. He was just like a person that was really living uh, very faithful with Christ. And he went and, and uh, lived in a, in a cave. And that cave had uh, uh, actually one of the city. The city was very, very uh, terrified because they knew that there's that uh, uh, snake or, or, or big, big uh, serpent that used to come and attack and this and that. And, and God gave him the grace to actually live with that uh, beast. And, and uh, he would call, call it the, the blessed, you know, come you blessed of the father, you know, and, and, the, and the beast would, would hear and, and listen and obey. Uh, so that's why maybe I should bring the icon of, uh, of Persum, same Persum, the, the, the Yes. Like, yes. They don't overtake the boat because she like has power over them. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. So actually, 1257. So 13th century. I was even. I was off. But uh, but this is his uh, his. Can you see? It? Oh, and the snake. The snake. I mean, let me share this with you guys. Uh, but it's it's a very 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 known uh, story in the Coptic Orthodox Church uh, that uh, that he is he is again and and the beauty of this that he wasn't. He wasn't any kind of clerical rank, just a normal person. So, Persum El Aryan, which means the naked, and that's why, because he was just like, has some kind of, uh, of whatever, uh, living in nature, yes, and just, uh, just covering himself with just like a very, very, but again, this is, this is what is for all of us, right? And, and this is given for us in different, ways and different levels and different whatever we can tolerate. But the whole idea of that, that we, that God will bring us together as brothers. And that's what he says here at the end of this passage, that this is, that we, we through that and through the, 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 the uh, struggle and through the pain and through the persecution, he's actually encouraging them. You are going to be under persecution. Remember that he has done this already. So keep your eyes on whom on him who is the, he calls him, calls him what? The chief of, of salvation, right? In verse, in verse 10. Uh, should make the found, founder of their salvation. The pioneer. Hmm? Uh, the pioneer. Pioneer of the salvation. So that's what he's saying at the end of the day. And this is what we should take back with us, you know, that in order to continue that, in order to, to, to regain that position again of who we are and who were created is that's what verse nine and 10 talks about. But we seen him who for a little while was made lower than the angels because when he was human in, in, in that sense, he was made lower than the angels, uh, namely Jesus crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering. So here, why he was crowned because of suffering. So suffering is a crown. So he's telling them, remember, you will be suffering. You're going to go under persecution. Don't run away from it, but make this as your crown. Look at it as your crown. What will keep you going is exactly what he has done. So that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Right? And that's how we regained again that, that connection. What again, what is man that value of us? For it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory, 
should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. So that the suffering perfect the, perfect us. Not perfect the salvation as the salvation was not perfect, but brings us who are saved to that perfection through, through the suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. So that, that's the point again, that he is, he is not ashamed to call us brothers because we are, we are one, right? And what makes us glorified is his work in us, right? And what makes us back again to that original, original uh, status is that he, as we see in, in, the, in, the, in the midnight praises, he took what is ours and gave us what is his. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful passage, again, that we can uh, take it with us as far as, again, knowing, knowing that our value is in him, right? I think this is the one thing, if we take one thing out of today, that, uh, that uh, don't look for, for your value anywhere else, because that value was already restored when he suffered for us, when he went to death for us. And that value is, is concluded in that verse that he says that he is not ashamed to call us brothers. It's a beautiful, beautiful concept. You know, a lot of times we're all ashamed of ourselves, our history, our past, our struggle, what we've done, what we will be. But this passage brings it back again that, hey, you were made. And what is man? Man was made with all the love and all the, 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 the authority that was given to us, even though that that was taken from us because of the corruption, that we have a way to regain this again through continuing to be his brothers and his sisters. So by, and this is what we're talking about, Elizabeth, that's what, that's what we need to work on, right? To maintain that brotherhood. Because it's, at the end of the day, it's our decision, our choice, whether we say, okay, I want you to be my brother, or not, you know what? I'm ashamed of this, right? He's not ashamed to call us brother, but sometimes we are ashamed. Right? And that's, that's the, 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 the paradox of that relationship. Like, hey, I want to be your brother. I want to come and restore you back again. I want to give you back again all what you lost, all the authority, all the, the, the to put everything under your feet. I want to restore you again. I'm not ashamed to do this to you, but because of our way of thinking, you see, but I'm ashamed of you, right? And as, as hard as it sounds, as actually simple to do because you know if we are not careful of our decisions and our choices day after day then we are saying in a way i don't want to be here yes thomas you know when adam and eve sinned and and uh, they heard god coming into uh the garden and yes themselves yes and uh, i think adam said we are ashamed when right. we heard you. Yes. And we're naked. And yes. the first thing God said was, who told you? Mm. So mm. I think yes. uh, it just reminds me how, yeah, we can be ashamed of ourselves. Right. Because we're not really looking at the right lens. Right. We're not looking at things through the right lens, all through the right source. So right. That's, that's Definitely. That's a beautiful way of connecting things. Thomas. That's, that's, you know what? We were ashamed. We heard your voice. We were ashamed. And because of that, they tried again, back again to the, to the fig leaves. Correct. We try to cover ourselves with whatever we think will cover our, our shameful status. And we think it's working and it's like, no, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. I have to slaughter an animal. I have to give you the skin because this is a sign and a symbol of what will happen later on, which is him covering us. This is the word kapur, which is the atonement, is to cover. Right? Kafara, to cover. The, the Hebrew and the Arabic is to, the meaning actually is to cover, cover our shameful status that we chose to by his presence. But again, be careful unless we are telling him we are ashamed of you. We don't want you to be our brother. And why? Because we want the world to be our brothers, right? And we want to fit in in everything else that we do. And then 
the whole thing is flipped upside down. Like I'm coming again, you know, imagine a king that goes to the street and see a naked person said, come, don't be ashamed. I'm going to make you sit on my table. And I will tell him, no, no, I'm ashamed of you. I heard bad things about you. <laughs> okay. Stay in your poverty, stay in your nakedness. You know? But the beauty that God never give up. And that's why back again to the last week, be careful unless you drift from, from that. Yeah. So one thing to take again is, is the value. I think it's very, very important to regain that value again and we understand again that value that we have is in him, through him, and with him. And that's exactly what he says, right? In verse 10. Let me just bring this verse again here before we leave because I think that is very, very important to, uh, to, to focus on that. And, and uh, it's, it's interesting that we're studying Colossians with the, on Saturday and it's pretty much the same uh, meaning that uh, again, verse 10 here, it says, for it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory. For him and by whom all things exist, bringing many sons to glory, right? So this is the only way to, to regain and to, 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 to live that glory again. Nothing else will give us any kind of growth other than through him. And bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect. So keep him as the founder, as the, as the archie of, of the, the, the of salvation, the captain of salvation, different different translation, the captain of salvation, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, expression that he is the one, just follow him. Just follow. any questions or additions from anybody? Abuna, I'm, uh, I'm just looking for some, uh, I, I guess, uh, clarification. I want to uh, make sure I understand this. So, so um, our Lord Jesus Christ, um, bo bodily resurrected, uh, like in the flesh. Uh, or, or is, is so, so does that, does that mean we are, we are also going to have the same experience during the resurrection of the dead? The resurrection of the dead, according to our faith and according to the Bible, that is the resurrection of the body, also the flesh, also, right? So yes, the, but that body again, as Christ Himself, will take that glorious form. That's exactly again First Corinthians chapter fifteen. That that that's why we really we really respect the body, right? And that's why we don't do cremation, for example, right? That uh, that we say no, the body is 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 uh, is, uh, is is will resurrect again, and that body has to be ready in a way. Um, definitely, there are too many arguments about that. Like, what if people was burned already, or whatever, or accident or things? Again, the, the thing is the the what 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 we believe in that uh, that that resurrection of the flesh, right? Uh, in a different form, which is the glorious form that will be uh, glorified. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Does it answer the question, Albir? Yes. If you're worried that you're gonna look the way you look when you're, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he he will add some uh, <laughs> some glory at the end. <laughs> yes, I, I'm gonna need a lot of glory, over. <laughs> <laughs> That's where comes the song, the glory of, uh, uh, is from inside. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, Albert, for, for the question. Uh, just a couple of things that uh, we'll, we'll make more announcement, but uh, we'll need, uh, we have two opportunities to serve with, with SALT. Uh, one is uh, Saturday, uh, the 10th of July, uh, and Mission Inc., which is right next door to us here. We're painting, I believe. Uh, and the next one will be Sunday, the 25th at Focus, Minnesota. Uh, so uh, just, uh, we'll just stay tuned for more uh, details. But we have those two opportunities, uh, July 10th and July 25th, God willing. Uh, July 10th, we're looking for 10 people. July 5th, 25th, we're looking probably for uh, five people maximum because of... Uh, of focus uh, restrictions at this point. Okay. 
All right, let's pray. And then uh, for those of you who want to, we can, uh, in five minutes or so, we can have uh, also short prayer meeting for the service in Nigeria, as we always do, if you want to, to join. Uh, um, and then we, uh, otherwise, we'll see you next uh, next Bible study, God willing. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, and Lord, thank you, Lord, for uh, this time. Lord, thank you for opening our eyes, Lord, to really know and see how much uh, you love us, Lord, beyond our understanding, Lord. Like, really, we, we look at the, the all the things that you gave us. We look at the nature. We look at the whole uh, cosmos, Lord, and, and we ask, like, what is man that you've given him everything, Lord? But it's just your love, Lord, it's beyond our understanding. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we find our value in you, Lord, and you alone, Lord, nothing else, that you are the one that will uh, lead us to the glory, Lord, uh, just keep our eyes on the captain of our salvation, Lord, even if it uh, if it uh, means that we go through the pain, through the suffering, through the struggle, Lord, but uh, you never, you've never been ashamed of us, Lord, and I pray that uh, we don't any don't make any decision, Lord, that we are uh, ashamed of you, Lord, of being one with you and being uh, your children, but your brothers, as you called us, Lord. Praying for my brothers and sisters, Lord, with us, those who are with us, those who are struggling, those who have no one to remember them, Lord, remember everyone, Lord. Through the prayers of all your saints, hear us when you see our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come. Amen. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you Father Jacob. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys.